Beetlejuice. 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 It's showtime. Welcome to the Beetlejuice Minute, where we discuss Tim Burton's Beetlejuice minute by minute. I'm your host, Julianne Fay, actress and owner of CinemaBliss.com, and my co-host today is Barry Rathbun. I am not an actress. I am more involved in the sound part of making movies. And today's special guest is Anthony Flips. Flips? I have no idea why you're doing a British accent. <laughs> because about 30 seconds before this podcast, all three of us were in a British accent. But I'll you, spare you guys and we'll go back to American. You almost sound like Julia Child for a minute there. And today on my show, we should be cooking with wine. You got to have a sharp knife. <laughs> I think I'll have a glass right now. <laughs> and for all of you who want to listen to the Beetlejuice Minute, here we go. Beetle, guys. <laughs> so, Minute 36, we talk with Juno, the caseworker, who's talking with uh, the very unhappy Maitlands about getting the Dietzes out of their house and what their options might be. Can I just start by saying Juno did not age well? Well, actually, Sylvia Sidney has aged very well. She was born in 1910. She looked really good in that movie when she was pregnant with the kid. What? <laughs> Juno. Uh, oh, um, you guys are slow on the uptake. Um, we sure are. <laughs> Clear out the brain filter. Let's go. You got to be sharper than this if you want to do a podcast. <laughs> Very true. I was going to say, well, that's what smoking does to you. It like, you know, it kind of prunes See, out. This your is what skin. happens when exactly. you feed me and give me caffeine before we start a show. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's right. I got to speed it up. All I had was water. Oh, boy. Yes. You need to catch up. <laughs> I do. Uh,. Yeah, well, I, I have some things about Sylvia Sidney real quick. Okay. Uh, Tim Burton personally called her to and begged her to do the role. She actually turned it down uh, oh, at least once. Oh, she's perfect for it. Yeah. Well, the uh, she was born in 1910. She did a lot of dramas, like heavy, heavy dramas, so much that she joked Paramount paid her by the tear. <laughs> wow. Uh, she's yeah. rich. She was, I'm sure. Uh, she was Oscar nominated in 1974 oh, as sweet. a supporting actress. Sweet. Uh, for? She yeah, for, for which movie? <laughs> Summer Wishes, Winter Dreams. Aww. Aww. Uh She also has a star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Paid for. I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> she uh, she apparently was easily identified whenever she drove because she had a personalized Connecticut license plate, which read Silly, S-Y-L-I-E. Do you always pronounce Connecticut Connecticut? When Chris Taylor's on, we do. <laughs> awesome. Also, Beetlejuice takes place in Connecticut. Exactly. When do I get to meet Mr. Connecticut? Because Chris and I have not been on a show together yet. That seems like a... That is true. We I should an, do that. We I, need should another, have an, I need another mic. <laughs> we should have an all-star like day or something where we have we everybody in the room at once. That's going to be a nightmare to edit. <laughs> everyone, we don't care about we'll your just, problems, we'll, sound guy. We'll, have to point, we'll just have to point to everyone. Okay, you talk, then you talk, then I talk. I was going to say, talk. you can tell who does the editing on this podcast. <laughs> We love you, Barry. You just do it. You just do what the gods say. <laughs> so back to Beetlejuice. Yes. I love that she's like very unhappy. What did you expect? 
you're dead. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 kind of an interesting, you know, everyone when you see death in movies, it's usually more of a happier place kind of thing or, you know, a whole lot of horribleness. As long as it's not Ingrid Bergman or something. Well, yeah. And that, you know, this time it's just kind of a what do you expect? You're dead, you know. Death does not equal fun. <laughs> now, is that And it's a warning to anyone who's unhappy in life now. You better turn it around while you still have a chance before you kick the bucket. Now, is that her philosophy because she committed suicide? So I, all the suicidal people, as did we'll she learn. commit suicide or was that a really bad tracheotomy and she just had that because of the smoking? I thought it was because of the smoking. I thought it I was, thought was an old-fashioned tracheotomy. Yeah. You know. But um, she's still smoking. Most and that's doc- what's important. I've got a question about that, by the way. Um, her cigarette. Do you think that's her last cigarette and that's why she still has it and it never gets any shorter it's a dead cigarette it's a dead cigarette like the dead fish and the dead we had a thing earlier um anything that died with you um stays with you in the afterlife because there's a guy with a shark attached to his leg but the shark was stabbed and so the clearly the shark was dead as well right <laughs> so you're kind of stuck with it for the afterlife yes or was that them being entered in and that was their first pair i mean does it stay with you for the whole time or was that just how they appeared in the front you know, in, the, in the in the room. Yeah, we, they never really specify exactly because obviously uh, you hear about the fact that there are was it intercessions that you can you know at different times after your death that you can actually talk to your caseworker. So we don't right. know if they were all just right then and there because right. of or were they you know visiting caseworkers. Right, but we did exactly. double check that the shark indeed was dead as yes, well. Yes, the shark has a knife stabbed. in its, in its head. <laughs> so. Well, I mean, there's what there's something to be said for not giving too many details. Because hmm. you get too many details, then people can pick it apart. But if you leave yeah. it a mystery, you can't really complain that it was wrong. You can mm-hmm. only guess and come up with your own theories. Right. But, uh, yeah, it seems like uh, it kind of sucks to be dead in this universe. <laughs> well, I mean... It's a lot like life. Oh, dear. Was yeah. he saying something? I know. Was he? Mm. Well, it, it definitely does take an old school view of how everything's pretty much the same as it was here. Yeah. I mean, a lot of shows do kind of envision the afterlife being a lot like it is here. Mm-hmm. A very unhappy or very happy version. Right. Um, the whole scene, though, <laughs> the entire scene seems like a great setup for things seem as terrible as they can be, according to the Maitlands. Only we know that <laughs> it it's going to get a lot worse. <laughs> well, that's something she, she mentions, you know, be grateful you didn't die in Italy. So I, I want to know what that means. I, exactly. I posit to you, what would be the worst place to be stuck for 125 years? Uh, the Middle East. Maybe. <laughs> mm. Topical. I don't have in-laws, but their house? <laughs> Cleveland? Cleveland. <laughs> oh, New Jersey. Everyone says New Jersey is a bad place. Sorry for New Jersey listeners. Baltimore was kind of yeah too. I've been to Baltimore, you win. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> That's what I was going to say first. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. That was from Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, in case you're wondering. <laughs> so he also makes a comment about... Um, not a not a huge comment, but you could if you're picking it apart like we are minute by minute. That's what we're here for. Uh, about sharing the house with people more like you mm-hmm. used to be, then would you like it more? It's like a little tolerance, people. Oh, yeah, very much so. <laughs> On the other hand, though, I also love that um, when Adam says, look at these people, he's picking up a horse. And we already know that the Maitlands love horses because mm-hmm. they had 50 of them on their uh, on their mantle. Although this horse... It's more of an looks, artsy horse. 
even even more when I looked at it again, it looks like a sage a sage leaves are tied together with like rawhide or something, kind of like something like Otho was wearing that western tie. Yeah. So it's like what is he is this like an homage to his Indian heritage or something <laughs> that he's made this horse out of sage? <laughs> I don't know. It was just it's a very wise horse. I, I think, it's a sage. I think it's kind of one of those things where people don't know a lot about a culture, so they take the worst common denominator or the stereotypes of the culture, uh-huh. and they try to make it like, oh, this is how they would dress. Well, yeah. This, this is, is how they would decorate. This is the style, because we right. can't be bothered to actually think about the <clears throat> to culture learn other than properly. Just, yeah, exactly. exactly. So I'll just dress like all the Texans I see on TV. <laughs> so bringing that back full circle to the whole tolerance thing, they're so different from us, and yet they all also have horses so they're hmm. similar hmm. i don't know anyway <laughs> uh also found it interesting uh the way she talks about haunted houses makes it sound way less common than you know a right rent. and she makes it clear it is still technically their house mm-hmm. yeah she even says get rid of them yourself it's your yeah, house. house yeah True. oh and i have a fun color thing possession again. is nine tenths of the law uh, uh, uh-huh. uh, i see what uh, you did there uh, uh, you can't see Barry's face, but it's adorable right now. <laughs> isn't his face always adorable, though? Isn't that just a trademark? Oh, stop Barry? it, you yeah, guys. Just stop adorable. it. I, you know. So, well. um, I want to go into the whole color thing again. Um, mm. This time, when they're walking through the bar area, notice how the bar area is a nice bright red, and the other side is a vibrant blue. So here we have the finally the merging together or the clashing of life and death. They've used the colors very consistently. Well, in the next minute, we're ga- we're going to see, like, really theatrical lighting. How do you know he just didn't like 3D, like traditional red-blue 3D? And he was like, those are cool colors. Let's do it. Because <laughs> in all the previous minutes, we've been discussing his very consistent use of, the, of blue for death. Don't you listen to the show? Yes, that's why I wanted her to say it, though. Oh. I wanted her to tie it back in. Oh, okay. Because so we have had this conversation before. <laughs> There's our tie-in. And then afterlife, of course, green for purgatory mm. or whatever. The in-between is green. Yes. <laughs> for, that for the bureaucracy. <laughs> green <laughs> is bureaucracy. <laughs> is green, money, capitalism. <gasps> what? Our, I would say apologies I'm, I'm, to the, I'm bad at coming up with conspiracy theories. I'm not as good as Chris. To the cinematographers or actually our compliments to the cinematographers since we picked up on all that. Well, or actually, the art set design. Everybody involved with the color scheme. Actually, all, all of this very uh, theatrical lighting reminded me of of uh, Vittorio Storaro, I think, who lit the Dune miniseries on sci-fi, and everything mm. is that very over-dramatized, over you know, it's not just a red subtle, no, 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 it's red, and, you know, everything around here is very blue, it's not, it's very unsubtle, but it works, because right. it's a very theatrical production. And, ver- and very 80s at the same time. That too. That's yeah. true. Is this? 88. Late 80s, that's right, mm-hmm. okay, that's what I thought. How many minutes are you in? And you don't know what year this was made? <laughs> I have a very short memory, as anyone who knows me well knows. I don't know if you know this, but after every show, we obliviate Julie, and she can only go by her previous notes. <laughs> yes. Uh, and by the way, so Fantastic Beast was a fun show, we thought. Yeah. <laughs> and something that Beetlejuice people might also watch, so there you go. Because of supernaturally magic-y things. Exactly. Maybe. And if you don't know what we're talking about, go see the movie. Well, there's Hel- there is a Tim Burton connection. There's Helena Bottom Carter. Even though she wasn't in Even this, she wasn't this but you know, Tim Burton, and there, it's a degree uh, separation thing going. Uh, and we digress. 
Okay, and I believe that is all for minute number 36. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Oblivion. Until next time, save us some popcorn, and we'll see you soon at the Beetlejuice Minute.